Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the you know, I should change that opening. It's been around for 20 years. It's no longer the New England Ghost Practice, Ghost Chronicles. But nevertheless, it's there. And like me, it has like a bad penny. It always comes back. Anyways, I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper of the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, the unbelievable New England's own Van Helsink. And with me is my co-host, that brilliant conversationist and horrific book writer himself, the gold standard in ghost hunting, Mr. Steve Parsons. And the one who can say quintessential. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> also, that hackety little laugh you heard was that of our other guest today, co-host or whatever she is. She is the most charming and beautiful Marla Brooks. You're scaring me, Ron. Why? What do they do today? You're just being very loquacious and and Ooh, loquacious. Ooh, I love it when you speak. Hang French. on, oh, wait. you can say loquacious, but you can't say quintessential. Yeah, no, that, that has sexual overtones. <laughs> <laughs> so it's does quintessential if you say it properly. Yeah, I doubt it. And the tone of voice. Don't forget that. I doubt wait, it. You've got to do the British accent. Well, let me hear it. Let me hear it. Like, impress me with your British accent. You've heard my British accent lots oh, of Oh, that's times. it? Oh, excuse me. <laughs> but he has his deep, mellow voice. I mean, I've in my chat room, I've heard people really kind of almost swoon over his voice. Seriously. Oh, please, don't make me barf. There's a thing about Americans, some Americans, that yes, can't they get enough love... of the English I, I, accent. I hate it. You I, get thought a, the, um, street I thought the... Street vendor, they would love it. I thought Go the on. British were out of fashion with the Americans now. No. Not the people I know. Um, no, you can really love British. You can really oh, my post out in Abbey's new movies yeah. coming up in December. Oh, exciting, it's... exciting. No, I was thinking about the uh, the Oprah Winfrey interview. Um well, with, the, with the actress. Yeah. With, yeah. yeah. The one, with the actress. <laughs> yeah. The one. Well, no, I mean. journalist. <laughs> but, but, but you know, I mean, Oprah does all that kind of stuff, and people take her with a grain of salt. Either they love her or they hate her. So that's what she's known for. In all fairness, though, the questions she were pretty good from her. She did a decent job with the questions. I don't, you know, the response or whatever. That's another story. But the, the reactions are quite interesting because over here in Britain, the it's 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 a very different perspective on the interview. Well, please tell. Well. We see lots of American. There's been lots of American uh, commentators reporting on the interview from um, their perspective. Yeah, yeah. But but they've been doing the vox pops here as well, and uh, most people are like, "Well, we we haven't heard the other half of it, and we don't see the problem with the question um, about you know what what color might the baby's skin be because mm. we ask questions like." What color is the hair going to be? And, mm -hmm. you know, we don't without knowing the context of the question. 
yeah. then you know yeah. we, we're only hearing one side of the story plus there's a lot of backlash against um harry because harry used to be a bit of a, a hero bit of a wide boy roguish and uh yes he was debonair uh but now not as bad as randy andy no not as bad as randy <laughs> andy, no <laughs> But um, what liked a lot better than Randy Andy, got to say that. But um, he he's not done himself any favors because everybody was very supportive of the couple when they decided that they wanted to live the quiet life and they were mm-hmm. going to go, um, you know, go and pursue their own careers. And they said, "Good luck to them. Enjoy. You know, have a happy life." Yeah, yeah. Um, and now you're on television after saying that you wanted to live quietly, you've got a Netflix company and you're doing this. And you're, <laughs> where's my, where's my it's security? like, hang on a minute. <laughs> We're being taken for a ride here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And well, the British I don't, don't like that terribly much. I mm. saw on uh, YouTube the other day, yesterday, I think it was that Oprah did um, talking to Gail, her Gail King on whatever show, Morning America or something. She did say that, um, she did that Megan did not mention the name of you know the people that um were saying that for in the royal family exactly but Oprah came in and said she she made it clear that it wasn't either the queen or Prince Philip no but but yeah it didn't make the year though funny but but then the media turned that around didn't they and they said well it can only be somebody else well you know the royal family there could be another 20 people and it could be like 15 people down the line they couldn't they couldn't Um, if if you understand the way the royal family works it actually it could only be two people exactly or or possibly three um but yes those over here the question that's that 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 shocked the nation really um i mean there are there are people who are who are saying that you know it's it was a racially loaded question but in actual fact it's it's a perfectly normal sort of curious question that we brits would consider and you know when you know harry's got red hair ginger hair and we have a a joke over here about people with ginger hair and redheads Mm -hmm. and you know it's one of the things that we oh i hope hope he hasn't got ginger hair oh my god it might be a ginger now (laughs) you know are we gingerist yes you are (laughs) in today's world definitely but i mean that's just it's it's been it's interesting to see the the way it's been perceived on two different sides of the Atlantic. Yeah, well, I, yeah. I didn't know that Americans were mad at that. I mean, I I don't know. I mean, all the Americans I know are just like, you know, Anglophiles. I mean, they're just every they want to know everything. Well, yeah, yeah, but I, we have our own personality. Steve always tells me that all the time in in regards to. I mean, we are very brash and very outspoken, and and you know, I yes, mean. Yeah, and, and as far as her being rude to the staff, I could totally see that. And, oh, and, well, I can see her being not being an American and exactly. being, you know, she's been. I've worked, you know, we've all worked in the media, and you know that, that when you when you're alongside some of the A-listers, um, they they don't live in the real world. Hmm. Everything's done for them by handlers and flunkies. They yep. you know they don't book a flight. They don't go to a supermarket. They don't buy a carton of milk. They don't know how the real world lives. And she goes into this world and 
she lives like that. She she knows no better. She's yeah. used to having everything done for her. Well, she rules that roost. There's no doubt and, about it. Yeah. And to be honest, the royal family don't work like that. You might imagine that they have everything done for you, done for them, but I'm sure you've seen the documentaries on, of of the royal family where they're actually quite frugal. Um, you know, the yeah. queen the queen is a great recycler and hates um, you know. Charles is, that's for sure. Yeah, he's oh, Charles for definitely sure. is. Yeah. Definitely is. And I can easily see, um, you know, an American actress, Hollywood A-lister, uh, yeah. coming over, marrying into royalty, living the life of how she would imagine it would be. God, you know, I'm, I'm with the royals now. I don't have to do anything. You know, I just click my fingers, as I've been doing on, you know, at the production company for the last 20 years. And that will go down very bad that would play out very badly because it would yeah. be perceived as being overbearing and bullying mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and and you know like everything it, it is a different dynamics of being in the royal family versus just you know my family or, or your family or, oh, absolutely. or yeah yeah i mean there I mean, is the a one dynamics. thing the one ahead, thing Steve. that the queen has said um on, on previous occasions but not this time is that it they live a life of tremendous privilege. Um, mm-hmm. And in exchange for living a life of tremendous privilege, they have to work very hard and they, the nation expects of them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's they, the queen in particular um, is of that sort of George the fifth, George the sixth. I mean, her mother, um, queen, the queen Elizabeth, the queen mother never wanted her husband to be the king mm-hmm. you know, oh yeah george the sixth was not ever going to be king their whole life was turned upside down and yet as she wrote thanks as to a, an american a, right thanks to an american <laughs> oh it, it, it was it it seems to have been missed by the americans but very much picked up by the british um how megan had styled herself on wallace wow yeah Similar dress, very similar hairstyle. No, we didn't see that, no. Mm-hmm. I didn't, anyways. She did take a shot at Kate, which kind of irritated me. Mm-hmm. And that was, like, uncalled But It anyway. made me cry. So should we go back to the... Uh, yeah. The, oh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now that we've given up all the dirty gossip on the, the UK. Well, uh, having, you know, having some of us have met the royal family on her. Oh, here we go again. Had supper, with, had supper with Charles. Oh, shut up. <laughs> oh, now we have to, if you come out here again, do we have to kiss your ring now that we know? Hey, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I am a lord. Make sure you kiss mine. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you that. <laughs> 25, 25 bucks, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, oh, I don't. I, what do you think? I paid for something. Somebody gave it to me. What do you cost? There you go. Then. <laughs> Actually, you you're in good. Me co- than that. <laughs> you're in. You're in good company because Cat's um, parents got exactly the same gift for Christmas. Then now both yeah. a lord and lady. In Scotland. I've seen those pushed on Facebook. I uh, know these are uh, English ones. I think. Oh, English. Yeah. They, yeah it's not like we're short. Sure, it's not like we're short of defunct titles over here. Oh no! I'll know. Well, most of it's title because if you own a piece of land, you get the title with it. That's right. And yeah. I think, I mean, there are dozens of companies. I think currently yeah. there's about 7,000 of these titles kicking spare. Oh, I don't know. As all the manors and uh, lordships. It's legal. That's the interesting thing about it. They are perfectly legal. Yeah. 
I could change my driver's license to Laudra on Colic. Mm, let me think. You could. Laud Van Helsing. Anyways, we do got to go on. We, we thank you for sharing uh, the information on the royal family, Steve. And God bless him. As, as, I'm uh, always sailing them. As, God save the queen. It's <laughs> FDR said to Churchill when he found Churchill naked in his room. He says, don't worry, Great Britain has nothing to hide with the United States, from the United States. <laughs> True story. That just well, gave me a really strange don't mental picture. Don't forget, picture. Churchill was half American. Yeah, yeah. I love Churchill. Love his freaking things. They had, when uh, he was told uh, about the Second World War about Italy kicking in on the side of the Germans, he turned and said, "Well, it's only fair. We had them the first." The first. He, um, he 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 was famous for there's books um, of, oh, yeah. of his comebacks. Oh, uh, one one of like my fa- one of my favorites was uh, towards a very. She was a member of the nobility, uh, Lady uh, Lady Astor. Yeah, my favorite too. Uh, Go ahead. And uh, Churchill had uh, a penchant for drink. He liked his drink. And, uh, Lady Astor pointed out, I think, one evening in the um, in the House of Commons, she said, "You sir are drunk. And he said, you, madam, are ugly, but I shall be sober in the morning." Uh, <laughs> oh, that's not the one I heard. The one I heard was. Uh, uh, they were at a dinner party, and she came up to him. And she says, "If you were my husband, I'd poison your coffee." And he turned and said, <laughs> "You were my wife. I'd drink it." <laughs> my, my, my. Uh, I mean, there are there are so many Churchill ones. Um, we should post show on Churchill, of course. <laughs> we we could easily easily. Churchillisms. That's what we should do one time. Let's do that on the next show. Okay, we could do that. And, and okay, Churchillisms and Shakespeare. Um... Actually, I've just there's one my my all time favorite one I've used many many times was uh, during the war, uh, 1943. This took place. Um, the French General de Gaulle, uh, who was in exile in Britain before we went over and saved his country for him again. Um, he said, "I never understood why." Why you British, you English, you you burned our patron saint. And Churchill looked up over his wire rim glasses and said, Well, we were cold. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we'll do a show on him. That's thought about it. Yeah. Probably why we burnt the White House as well, actually. Mm-hmm. Shut up. Sorry, America. <laughs> <laughs> I kick your ass. You would it wouldn't be the White House now if we hadn't set fire to it. Sure would. No, because it was painted white immediately afterwards to cover the burn marks that we'd left. And it was actually an accident. That's what they all say. Yeah. It wasn't me. The big boys did it and ran away. Mm-hmm. Shall we uh, go on? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Paranormal. Yes. Well, 16 Grambling minutes. Rose. Hey, yeah. We've uh, it's a great, great story this week. Did you see it? Um, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You got to lead it off with that? Well, only because it's topical. Because you can explain what we're doing first. Mm. No, well, no, I was just talking about this great story that took place this week at long last. Well, yeah. it happened not very far away from where I am, and uh, made the headlines right across the nation. Um, there was a bunch of ghost hunters who went, took themselves on a um, fifty-mile drive to go a ghost hunting. Of course, and the police caught them. Uh oh. 
and uh, first of all, they fine them all two hundred pound each. Sweet uh, for being out during the lockdown, and then they discovered that uh, one of the drive that the driver of the vehicle didn't have a driving license and <laughs> didn't have an insurance. So they then confiscated his vehicle and made them walk home. <laughs> Oh, that's a shame. And everybody, as you can imagine, was terribly gutted. Uh, terrible, not, I'm sure. Not, not. But uh, yeah, we're just we're just starting to see as we come out now. Um, you know, because we, we've got this roadmap. Not quite sure how it works, but it's a roadmap um, of how to come out of uh, lockdown. Apparently, mm-hmm. yeah. So th- there's actually been people um, considering how we can do this. Can we go ghost hunting? So uh, from, I think, the end of the month, up to six people can meet in a public space or private garden. Oh, uh, here it is. Yeah, No, that's not it. No. It, the, it, from May the 17th, indoor investigation with teams of up to six people, providing that it's been all covid secure um so presumably i don't know does the ghost have to wear a mask mm-hmm. probably well they don't have to wear clothes why should they wear masks oh do they but, wear clothes? but some yes. of the groups some of the groups are challenging this because they said that um the investigation team are effectively working even though they claim that they're not for profit and they're all volunteers blah 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 but now they're all claiming that they're working, so it's a place of work. So they don't have to. Um, they have, a, and there's a different level for people working. So you can, um, you don't have to wear the masks and things. Um, but apparently, if you're in the workplace, you have to have um, regular two or three times a week uh, lateral flow COVID tests. Mm-hmm. So that could be a new thing to introduce on your investigation. Uh, turn up with your COVID vaccination passport, <laughs> no, we're, 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 and uh, we're, then we'll we, stick uh, a swab up your nose. No, we're good now, so everything's cool. Country is coming out of it. We've been approved for uh, 100% of restaurants now, which is awesome. Uh, yeah, that's so, yet. We're going to be long, the last ones. Along with the guidelines are held as far as social distancing and, and stuff. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, we're, uh, we're coming out of it. Looks good. But anyways, um, I did have something to say, and I forgot it, Stephen. That missed it. You were talking about. Oh yes, uh, I don't know how many times. I don't know if it's in the UK. The same was here, but you you did bring it up. Is that um, that the many ghost hunters claim that they are non-profit? Uh, oh yeah, like, That's, uh, yeah. So I'm just always curious, always rankled me that. Have they ever ever filed? Uh, is a non-profit i'm just just curious it's it's slightly different over here we don't have to file um a tax record yeah (laughs) i know you do there and i wish we did here because it would it would weed them out very very quickly they they claim non-profit in fact i've challenged a few of them down the years um because what they do is they periodically advertise on social media um and they'll say things like excellent opportunity join join um as a valued member of our ghost hunting team own car uniform will be provided um Ooh, i like that so and and it's a proper job advert so i've you know 
messaged back and said, I'm experienced and I'm free. And I, <laughs> what, what, what's the rates? What do you pay? Oh, we don't pay anybody. It's all voluntary because none of us makes a profit. Now, I then reply and say, well, I know how much it is to hire that location that you're in. I know how many people you got. So I know how much your 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 top line is and your yeah. bottom line are. Yeah. Now, there is a substantial four-figure difference between the two. Ouch. What are your costs? Hmm. <laughs> because if you're not paying any of your staff and your insurance is an annual premium, and I know how much that costs because it'll be the same as what we pay, more or less, you are making the best part of 750 now how are you losing that amount of money in order to break even and not make a profit hmm. actually that's another good point is i mm-hmm. remember how many teams in the united states any equipment. <laughs> united states actually have liability insurance ha ha very few i bet you um well over here you've got quite savvy locations because um a lot of the venues will actually ask you for the insurance certificate first oh that's mm. clever yeah um, but, here but there's, there's a, you know well you know they... i i always caution um people not to be too upfront with your liability insurance which currently most teams have got between one and five million um that's that's fairly standard mm-hmm um, but if the venues will ask a lot of the sort of uh, corporate venues, you know, the big locations will ask for the liability, you know, a copy of the certificate uh, to, to at least be seen. Um, but the problem we have encountered in the past uh, with some of the less scrupulous venues, and it has happened, is that they know the investigators are um, insured for one, two, one to five to ten million pounds mm-hmm. and then the investigators come in they have a perfectly lovely evening and they all depart and then two weeks later they get uh, later they get um, a letter from uh, the solicitors f- uh, representing the location saying uh, after your last visit a number of items were damaged and destroyed and this is the bill and it comes to one hundred seventy-five thousand pounds <laughs> and there is very little that the team can do about it because they're not thinking i mean it's not like you know you go to hertz rental car and you photograph and video the bloody car from one end to the other with a microscope to make sure that you know all of the scratches that they claim you did were there beforehand but ghost hunters you know they never used to work like that and you can't be expected to go around the entire building and photograph and video everything um, and mark down, you know, every, but they've claimed that, you know, walls have been pushed and over and doors have been broken and damaged. And in fact, one, um, there's a story this week on that very subject. Uh, one of Britain's leading ghost, um, ghost locations, uh, if I can just pull up the story from wherever sure. it's gone. Um, you never, why is it when you start to look for a story? Anyway, this one relates to the Draco tunnels. Um, which is uh, in Draclo, which is in the Midlands. Um, and they stopped ghost investigations uh, visiting because the location they claim is being has been damaged by um, the investigators. So they've said that no more, we're not having any more um, ghost investigations. 
so on, on that basis that's why i've been saying to people you know um be be very careful about being too upfront with your insurance because you will you know you could encounter the unscrupulous um location mm. so mm-hmm. true but yeah we all we all have it um you know all the british investigators um i mean this has only been in the last 10 years we haven't normally needed it you know it was never a thing that was asked for up until 10 years ago um but now you know it it's it's um it's one of the first things that you encounter when you book a location um whether whether you have your insurance in place it's a good idea I don't know any team that has it here. They just think that they're exactly you know, one of these days. Off they go. Yep, that's a shame. Anyways, of course I do. So uh, you need insurance, Ron. I need insurance for a living. Well, no. So but. we are. We have almost come to the break. I hate to say this. <laughs> Without, well, no, we did talk about something. Anyways, uh, I got a couple of. Uh, true gadgets or inventions that were brought up and I thought uh, I might share those with you because mm-hmm. everybody likes a good invention. So do you ever hear of the uh, gas grabber? <clears throat> does that, that have like, anything to do with methane? Does that um, like farting into a plastic carrier bag or something? That's something, some things you uh, I just can say that because I can go to British accent you say uh, oh, fart. <laughs> I say, who farted? Sometimes you just can't blame the dog. For those occasions, you turn to the gas grabber, a charcoal (laughs) filter that slips into your underwear. Oh, God, uh, to cover up up those uh, social impulses. The filter was originally developed by British to guard against nerve agents. They they used to sell those um, in the... this on the back pages that were true, yes, yeah, the back pages of the Sunday um, newspapers, you know, the little classifieds, these little uh, boxes, um, in in printed at the back of the newspaper, and it said uh, you could get pilots' shirts with real epaulets and all manner of um, other goodies, including um, embarrassment-reducing underwear. <laughs> That's a nice way to put it. Mm. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, there's other cool stuff too, but uh, how about I the? We're going to talk about paranormal cool stuff because there's a load of whole new gadgets come out that we can talk. Well, about. whatever. Anyways, I've got some paranormal talking... stupid stuff. So well, you know, we got about a minute. So all up. no, stop. No, no tissue. No problem. The, the HIV vac uh, nasal aspirator uses vacuum power to clean the runny nose. Perfect for children on the go, and you just slip it. The taping in into your nostril and suck the snot right out. Ugh. Is yeah, there's like a quick, ready? there's a quicker way. Right. What we used to do as kids to one another: put you clamp your mouth over their nose and blow really hard. Oh jeez. <laughs> blow those snotters straight back down. Uh, there's the break. We have to go. Anyway, you'll listen to Ghost Chronicles. Uh, what are we? International, right here on uh, Tojinet and Pararex Radio. I am Ron Kolick with Steve Parson and Marla Brooks. We'll be right back after following messages.
Welcome to Toginet, radio with a cutting edge. Do you have a paranormal event, book, or something else you want people to know about? Then why not advertise it on Ghost Chronicles Radio? With over 150,000 downloads a month, get your message out to an audience that's interested in the subject. We have a plan at a cost that fits your needs. For more information, contact Ron Kolick at anyghostproject at comcast.net or call 978-455-6678. They're creepy and they're kooky, mysterious and spooky. They all talk ugly gooky, the Parax family. The shows are paranormal, not stuffy but informal. The topics are abnormal, the Parax family. They're strange. Unrestrained. So grab your favorite brew. It's time to rendezvous as we give awards to the Parax family. Good evening. Welcome to Ghost Chronicles International with your host over in New England, New England's very own Van Helsing, Ron Kolek, and over on the West Coast, the lovely, delectable Marla Brooks. And holding the show together here in the UK on a stormy, wind-lashed night is the gold standard in ghost hunting. There you go. So, anyways, before the break... Um... What's her name? The girl from the West Coast there was uh, <laughs> was, was going to share some. They forget, yeah. Was going to share some styling, something or other. Starlings, um, starlings, go somethings or, yeah. or whatever. So I, uh, what I did, I'll say this in English. Um, what I did was I went on to eBay, ooh. and I was looking for some of the haunted items that they're selling. And you know, because they, they still do be, that. Well, I, that's what I wanted to know, you know. Yeah. Are they still selling ghosts in a bottle or ghost parts? I don't know. That's grandpa's king. Yeah, see? So, so I went and I found a couple of things that really, really worries me about the sensibilities of people nowadays. All right. So the first thing, and I'll do the other one later. But the first thing, um, they're selling an EVP haunted investigation item possessed. Ooh. It's a possessed broken Apple iPad. <laughs> it, it, during an investigation, the iPad was thrown after the screen cracked on its own. Ooh. They tried to repair it, but nobody wanted, wanted to fix it. The frame on the back is bent, and the buttons aren't accessible through the buttons from the frame. Nobody wants to touch it anymore. It's yours if you want it. It has some footage and EVPs on it, but we can't use it in its state. So it makes a sound when plugged into the computer. Buyers are kept anonymous and feedback will be discreet. And all they want, oh, and it comes from an estate sale. And all they want, when it, just a minute ago it says, you know, take it, kind of, right? Yeah. <laughs> 90 bucks. 90 bucks. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, okay, so, so for people that might 
not know. Um, yeah. You live in a, do you live in a trailer in Alabama? Yeah. Um, I know <laughs> that. Sorry, Ala- sorry, Alabama. I love you. <laughs> Actually, I really, it's one of my favorite states. Leave Clay out of this. That's where he lives. Yeah. So, so I suppose if your TV screen cracks or something or, or, you know, a, 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 you know, whatever cracks, except the minds of those people that really believe a ghost did that. Um, it was thrown. Well, it, first it cracked and then they threw it. And that's how it got all bent and everything. So, yes. So it's possessed, they said. Possessed. I'm going to go. I'm going to go around Goodwill and I'm just going to buy all the broken appliances. All the broken crap. <laughs> there you go. Make, make a story about it. This and, pie and dish is haunted. Uh-huh. This, yeah. A ghost threw this pie dish and now we can't keep it in the house. Right. Yeah. Hey, Ron, sorry, Ron, can I just interject here and say, um, like you haven't been all day. Go ahead. The killer doll (laughs) is back. Oh, is it really? Yeah. It came back. Can it it make an appearance Monday? Um, on Monday. Yeah. What's happening on Monday? On my show, the, uh, the morning show. Could do. You know, be a nice piece for my Patreon, our Patreon listeners. It could do. Well, yeah. fill me in on the, on the right. On well, the what happened was I, I in 2019 on my um, my pre-COVID. See, if you listen trip, to the show, Molly, you wouldn't know this. Yeah. <laughs> on my pre on my pre-COVID trip, I um, I along with Dylan went in, spent the day Oops. in Salem, and uh, whilst there, I discovered that there was a haunted doll on display. Uh, I think her name was Jeannie. Or um, anyway. It's a very famous haunted doll. It lives in a toy shop in Salem, and you pay a couple of dollars, and you go behind the curtains, and you get to see the haunted doll. Get kiss her feet. Wow. And uh, the haunted doll lives in the pram, and inside, sitting in the pram with the haunted doll, was a Raggedy Ann doll. And I said, that's a really cool Raggedy Ann doll. I've been after a proper one for quite some time, and the lady bent forward, and she whispered to the haunted doll, um, because... The raggedy Ann was her playmate. Uh, which, permission. Uh, yeah, permission, which was duly granted along with, in exchange for $25. <laughs> and the raggedy Ann doll came back to England, Wales, mm-hmm. and sat on my shelf. Mm-hmm. Um, perfectly fine. Uh, anyway, uh, roll the clock forward a couple of years to early this year. And um, my wife's work colleague... Um, visited with her daughter and we were pre-locked down so that was okay we were allowed to do that uh-huh. and uh, they've been teaching they have they have some horses and they were teaching the boys how to ride the horses so the daughter who i think she's about 16 um had said she, she was talking about the the stuff i do and the ghosts and she was talking about annabelle and i said ha ha i've got she said, i've always wanted one of them i said well you know you look you taught the boys to ride horses so here you, you take the doll you can have the doll mm. um, the, the doll isn't supposed to be haunted so it's perfectly all right um, mm. but it lived with the haunted doll so just you know be nice to her and she took her home she'd been in the house an hour <laughs> when her father um basically dropped down dead with a heart attack Fortunately, he didn't die. They they got him. Oh, back. he dropped down dead, but he didn't die. Well, he did, but then he came back again. <laughs> um, 
you may scoff. But then he was diagnosed with this really uh, difficult heart tumour or tumour that was pressing on the heart. And anyway, he wasn't given very long and it was a very traumatic time for the family. And uh, then the car crashed and then the, there was a run of other misfortunes until finally, uh, just about a month ago, um, one of the horses, the one sickly and one isn't, and the sickly one is fine. Well, I mean, fine as in it's still in the stable. But the other one, um, after she took the doll down to the stable with her, came back the next morning, it was dead. Did it come back to life too? No. (laughs) So, so, as you can imagine, the family were, were somewhat nervous because it happened when the doll was around and it, nothing happened. Yeah. You know, they had a lovely life. Everything was fine. And the <laughs> doll arrived and everybody's falling. So, um, they said, we want to give the doll back. I said, fine, give the doll back, but make, make sure that you give me a list of all of the misfortunes that you've credited to, to the doll. So she's back now. And, um, I'm so happy. She, she is. I mean, she's guy. she's back back on her um, back on her shelf next to the Paranormal next to the pussy? Uh, no. Well, she's yeah, same end of the the office, but she's next to um, the bust of um, uh, Chitolenko, the Russian serial killer, next Sweet. to the next to the cursed dagger and. Um, <laughs> home sweet home, huh? Yeah, yep. she's quite happy among friends. Yeah. <laughs> There you go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. So, if is, is that your story, or, or did we? No, no. I was just. That was just extra. Well, I was just. I was just letting you know, and then Marla asked me for the, you know, the story. Yeah. Yeah. You already knew it, so I didn't need to say it anyway. But well, that was live, uh, but the listeners might not have. Yeah. Not everybody but might have heard that particular. This is just. A, this oh, is just a bog standard, eighteen-inch raggedy end all, and all of a sudden, because I mean. The guy must have been sick prior to the heart attack because it was caused by a tumor pressing yeah. on his heart. And no, if he had move on from Mr. Cracky Doll here and, and uh, talk about something else, I, I, you know, we've already spent way too much time on this Cracky Doll. It wasn't even part of the show, by the way. Oh, Just saying. one an way. iPad. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, an iPad. Good idea. <laughs> <laughs> Problem start working. <laughs> you know, I, I, I definitely think I'm going to bring a bigger case next year. I'm going to, I'm just going to go around all the Goodwill. I'm going to get all of the broken Chinaware and appliances. And, mm-hmm. yep. and um, hey, what about that haunted telephone system that that you got from the? It's, um... it's debut at. Uh, <laughs> It it's is. Terrifying, yeah. Well, you can talk telephone to dead people. Calls, want... Telephone call of the dead. Yeah. Yeah. It's making its debut this this year at Spirit Quest. Cal which Cooper's I'm excited going to charge about. you. What's that? I said Cal Cooper will charge you about phone calls no, from the wait, dead. Wait, 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 wait. Cal <laughs> Cooper just just did a rehash of that book, so don't yeah. uh, blame did Cal. He? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I love that book, and uh, and and I love him. And by for the doing way, it, it's but... extremely valuable. <laughs> You got one. Keep a hold on to it. <laughs> he, he he actually every time I see, he told me on the air during the show that if you see um, a lot of phone calls from the dead come through when the caller ID says zero 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 zero, and it does sometimes, and so now 
in my head, whenever I see that, I won't answer the phone anyway. Um, just just in case. You never do anyway. I do too. When do you know you never call me? Huh? So you know there. You, can get, you know you can get um because of that zero 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 thing. You can get a piece of software now, so you can you can mask your mobile. Yeah, number. I know. Whatever mm-hmm. happens to the show? Remember the show? <laughs> this, is, this is important because, and it's relevant because oh, okay. um, with it, with this little app, uh, and it brings us onto our. And you make fun point. of my gas grabber. <laughs> this little app, so you can you can set it to um, your number will show up to callers as zero 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 zero. which brings us nicely onto onto what I was going to talk about, which is um, the gadgets that themselves, because because. Um, uh, I was looking down a list of the top 10 ghost hunting apps for 2021 apps mm-hmm. apps for your mm-hmm. smartphone. You have, you won't know what a smartphone is yet, Ron. I have one sitting on my desk. Yeah. It's not yours though. And you don't know how yeah, to turn it, it off. I No, I don't know how to turn it on. I've no, never sh- used that. I've had it for a year now. It's, I haven't never used it. Never made a call oh, on it. Still got that flip phone. Yeah, I do. I use that yeah. all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, yeah. So uh, apparently, um, obviously, there's the Echo Vox, uh, which is the best known spirit box app for mobile devices loaded with a library of phonetics and word elephants, uh, which are apparently randomly spewed out by the app, which, of course, it's oh, not. Uh, Ghost Science M3. There used to be the M2 app, but they've updated it to the M3 app. Um, but Ghostcom have updated the radar spirit detector. Oh, I used to like yeah. the radar. Yeah, well, it's been updated. It now has, in addition to the um, radar scope, which has been yeah. re-graphicked, um, it now has a huge, quote, huge database of over 2,000 words built into it. Mm. It also has what its developer calls spiritual statistics which displays the emotional state, zodiac sign, and gender of any spirit it encounters. Oh, my God. Now, what I'm questioning here is, does it use all 11 genders? I know. The 73 that are now recognized by the United Nations. I have no clue. We're going to have to get that one. We're going to have to download that. I'm still trying to figure out how the the ghost, ghost pro... Ghost Meter Pro determines whether it's an ancient oh, that's easy. Or, or an easy or a, or a well, we were going we to explain how it does that, but we um, I don't know that we got sidetracked that night too. Did we? Yeah, well, but I figured that out. I figured that out long ago. Yeah, you, it's you it's and and so, you too can pr- talk to ancient ghosts with mm. remarkable accuracy. Very remarkable. Mm-hmm. Anyway. There's also the Paratech AI speech generator, um, which takes um, feedback from the gyroscope, measures the device's movements, and combines them in one of three, not one, three artificial intelligence banks to output words which are said to be spirit communication. Uh-huh. And the newest of them all, you know, Steve Huff, that wacko yeah. of the the, the Huff paranormal, yeah. the one, the one. Well, he's the he's one who's been huffing to get make all those well devices. He now has the Portal app developed for use with the ghost hunting tools of the Portal and the Wonder Bo- the Wonder Box. 
Um, it looks like the front of a wonder box, you know, the Christmas lights stuck in front of the speaker and the yeah, yeah. bits of cheap crystal dangling off the top of the bits of copper wire. And uh, anyway, the app, the app developed um, by Huff Paranormal. Uh, claims its unique point of difference to all of the other electronic speech synthesis apps is that it contains vocal banks spanning a wider range of ages from both genders. Ah, now he says to both genders. So that's immediately going to set the snowflakes a, snowflakes mm. a melt in because yeah. they, there's at least nine genders. There oh, no, no, not a, back during that time, though. See, there's no, they weren't at that time. That's a modern Well, anyway, invention. the app so, can randomly sweep between <laughs> seven short, single-file, reversed human speech vocal banks, <laughs> both young male and female, middle-aged male and female, elderly male and female, and a bonus whisper bank. Ooh. You say that one backwards, you're in trouble. <laughs> Put the whisper bank on. The what? The whisper. The what? <laughs> That's, it's just going to go wrong, isn't it? It's always going to go wrong. Yeah. Put the whisper bank on. <laughs> or you could have the Sono X10 spirit box, which combines a ghost box and a spirit box. I always thought they were the same thing, but there we go. Uh, into a single app. The app's audio banks contain snippets of the American and English phonetics, but no oh. full no full words and sentences. Well, that's obviously the American side of it then. The app <laughs> sweeps through these audio banks at a custom scan rate of between 100 and 150 millisecond. When the device's sensors are triggered, it creates a marker, and this piece of audio will be heard if the sensor is triggered again. Wow. If it's triggered multiple times, it can make full words and sentences. So it is like an American. Yeah, well. The more you trigger them, the more... We know how to use the. It's the. not even in the freaking English language. We're going to hospital. What hospital? The hospital, you dickhead. <laughs> well, yeah. But then you, then you do stupid things like, say, herbs. Herbs. Exactly. There we go. Say that thing where you join two pieces of um, wire together with a, an iron and uh, some molten. Yeah. I, yeah. Now you, oh, see, you say soldering? Well, you don't say soldering in Britain. <laughs> it means it's something. Alan, it's quite, solder. Yes, it means something entirely different and probably quite unpleasant. Oh, good. Well, you know. There you go. In fact, it was a it was a sin in the Bible to solder. Oh, so, gotcha. Yeah, Sodderman and yeah, Sodder and Gomorrah. Yeah, yeah, Sodom and Goddard. There you go. Yeah. Anyways, uh, now that you got me totally off track, um, I found it was this movie that came out called Ghost Host, and I had to put it on, but it was this. The, the what it was okay and the only reason i put it on because it had a medium in it i want to see this medium in this ghost thing but before the, the show starts the writer and the producer comes out and he says you know this is re recorded and, and we have this device that was used by mediums to open portals okay. and and uh 
you know, we we uh, have been able to reproduce it into the movie. So you the cracking and flashing lights and things is the actual thing. So we can't guarantee your safety. That's why this theater is providing you with fish, fear shades, so that if the uh, portal's on, please use your fear shades to put in front of your eyes to protect you from the portal opening. Uh, yeah. So anyways, the, what the portal was, Steve, you know that thing? Trust me, I'm psychic, that game I gave you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, picture that with some knobs on the front of it, not in the glass pot, but on the base of it, right? Uh -huh. And some lights that go around and around in the inside, like a spinning thing. That was the wonderful uh, thing. Yeah, the movie was terrible, by the way, too. It was a spoof, but it was still terrible. I, re so, I reckon we could build one of those. Oh, we could. We could. <laughs> that's Open that's... Portals. Well, there we go. That's <gasps> Quest 2022. 22. Yeah. Opening the portal. Open the portal. I like it. Ooh, yeah. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. Right. Mark that one down. Opening the yeah. portal is 22. Or something. Yeah. Yeah. We got it. Okay. So, um, all right. So, one of my favorite stories, and I, I don't know if, did I bring this up before? You, I'll have to ask. And if I have, then I'll move on to something else. But then I believe it was 2001. In uh, New Delhi, it was extremely hot, and people started to sleep up in the roofs. And then all of a sudden, one night, uh, two guys were sleeping on the balcony at a factory, and this creature jumped down from the, the other floor and attacked them. And then after that, it began a reign of terror in New Delhi for uh, several months with hundreds of victims. Um, they all describe the same thing, which is about a four foot tall creature with uh, metal claws and a hairy body like a monkey with a metal hammock, helmet and a red and a green light. And the monkey man terrorized New Delhi, and I believe it was in 2001 for several months. And then just like that, it disappeared. So, so that's where my flying monkeys went. That's all right. Where you went. Thank you. Go ahead. It's a true Sorry. story. No, it's no, it's a true story. Well, yeah, but mine got lost, and so they went to New Delhi. It sounds just like them, but go ahead. Go ahead. What? That's. I wanted your comments on it. Have you heard about that? I mean, yeah, oh, it made the fourteen times. Huh? Magazine. <laughs> then it's, it's gospel. Yes. Yeah. No. No. My, it's it's quite a a respected British magazine that deals with things fourteen. Oh, 14. Oh, the 14 yeah. times. Yeah, we have 14 one here times. that isn't so reputable. No, it's called the National Enquirer. Oh, that's among many. World News? No. <laughs> world News? Yeah, world day, yeah, the World News is here. I love the World. I tried to get yes. them on the show one time, but they, they wouldn't come. They, oh, yes, oh. I love the picture of Hillary holding the alien baby. Yes. Yeah. She was such a motherly thing. It uh, makes the inquiry. Was it wearing like a metal helmet yeah. with red and green lights? No, unfortunately not. <laughs> so the monkey man, the monkey man terrorized uh, New Delhi for months. In fact, it's got to be so bad that uh, um, groups of youths, I don't know how it's any different than normal, uh, would go out and they ended up attacking any shot people, including monks and stuff, because uh, they thought he was the monkey man. <laughs> okay. Well, monk, they weren't far off. They just one, one theory, which is interesting, is that uh, it was a genetically altered. Uh, they were trying to build the, you know, trying to build the the universal soldier, the you know that that soldier that they can sell in the packies. Well, it's four foot high. 
That's not going to yeah. scare anybody. Well, <laughs> it's got the red and green light and it screeches. Well, like yeah, green. I mean, uh, so you're going to build the ultimate soldier suit. You make it very small, and then you light it up in the dark so that the enemy can see it and shoot it. Now, in the, uh, I, I believe that the Russians were doing that, where they actually took D, ape DNA and uh, impregnated uh, women with it to make a, a soldier. They wanted them 11 times, because uh, the gorillas were about 11 times stronger than man, but they wanted them to be in t- fairly intelligent. Uh, so, yeah. But, you uh, know that wouldn't work. It failed. No, it failed. Yeah. I was going to say, it can't work. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. But... The Nazis tried it in World War Two. They tried variations of that type well, of thing. Well, yeah, actually, it may have worked because um, the... Oh, the we've Obama out of this. I wasn't going to mention Obama, but according to the team from Expedition Bigfoot... Yes! Yes! Um, who have... They've got an algorithm. Um, it's an advanced data algorithm that has uh, revealed that a 75,000-acre swatch of the Appalachian Forest in southeast Kentucky... Hmm. Um, or were the mathematical odds of a Bigfoot encounter are greatly increased during a specific 21-day window. So, needless to say, um, with just days to spare and 21 days of a window opening, they all set off to the Appalachians in southeast Kentucky to see if they could find the Bigfoot. Did they? We don't know because the series hasn't heard yet. Oh. Mm. It's 12 oh, one-hour episodes. Oh. Yeah, it's 12 one-hour episodes with two one-hour specials as they blunder through southeast Kentucky, never actually finding anything because that's how it's like the uh, Oak Island mystery. Oak Island, and, oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> love that thing. Uh, yeah. yeah. But you know that they're not going to find anything. Oh, they find lots of pieces of stuff. Yeah. Don't they? Yeah. And they always come up with new hey, theories. Look, don't we they? found yeah, we found this um, this uh, Spanish treasure coin. I, one, what uh, there has been, I, I stand corrected because one group, um, oh, the ones that are looking for the conquistadors' gold, the yeah. gold of the Jesuits, mm-hmm. they only bloody found it. Did they really? Yep, and not even at the end of the series. They um, they're they're down in South America, uh, messing about in the Andes. Um, mm. And they uh, they had this idea, well, the Andes or any, it might be the Appalachians, I don't know. Um, but they only got found it. They found this. They found this radar. They did this radar thing of the, the hillside of an old um, Jesuit site, and then they um, basically dynamited bits and got in and hurt themselves and one of them needed hospitalization and then they encountered giant man-eating spiders and uh, mm. but then they found the treasure excellent huge John, bars John, of silver got, gold. by the way john has got a couple of uh smartphones that are broken that uh <laughs> might, might be haunted uh get so, them on john john get them on ebay yeah uh-huh all you need, all you need Quick backstory, get them on eBay. Yep. So what the hell happened to the show? Monkey Man, Monkey Man broke my smartphone. <laughs> there you go. There well, you I was, I was, yeah, I was downtown, um, Miami-ish way. Ish. And this, this monkey, four foot high, red and green lights, flying wearing a metal helmet, flying, flying monkey. Yeah, came from uh, India. 
because it only said, oh, very, very bad. I know it. No, no, no. It disappeared. Oh. It turned up in, in Florida. Well, the yeah. Daleks came down and said, exterminate, and pff, gone. Yeah, but they couldn't even climb stairs. <laughs> they could in the last two episodes. Well, the last episode, yeah. Because I mean, they, <laughs> they stand at the bottom of the stairs now, and they go, like, like I don't know why they have to say it, but they stand at the bottom of the stairs and go, levitate. Levitate. Yep. Levitate. That's the best. No, why, why do they have to? Do, I mean, do they sit there? I mean, what do they do when they're? <laughs> yeah, what do they do when they're on their own? Masturbate. <laughs> That's right. Tell everybody why don't you? I'm a Dalek. I can't help it. Levitate. So like a woman, isn't it? <laughs> oh. Oh, but you here still? I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, this was the show. Yep, that was yeah, it. Yeah, it went really quickly too, huh? <laughs> Let quick. us know how much you made with the phones, John. Yeah. Anyways, you've been listening Start to ninety dollars international Not an iPad right here on Tojanet of Pararex Radio. Uh, we want to thank all our sponsors. Not anymore. Uh, <laughs> Circles of Wisdom, three eighty six Merrimack Street, Methuen, Massachusetts, the Glant Messier Family Law Group, fifteen High Street. Not the Andover, Massachusetts. That's why I don't need insurance. I have a lawyer protecting me. And also, our good friends on Patreon, all our Patreon listeners. And remember, you can become a member too and get exclusive material you can only get being a Patreon member. So levitate. Levitate. <laughs> Masturbate. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you said that, by the way. Anyway, Bala, thank you so much for uh, coming on. You repeated it. Yeah. <laughs> Bala, thank you so much for being with us today. And, nice uh, back. Stay tuned for this next, whatever it is, Ghost Carter. With uh, Gene Dowry. This, this has been the Count Comedy Warm Up Show for Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Jane Doherty. And her I psychic. love Jane, by the way. Ask her about her belly. We all know about her belly. I'm working Jane. Goodbye. Good night. God bless. All that. Good night. Ghoulies to ghosties. Long-leggedy beasties. And things that go bump in the night. Deliver us good Lord.